This game is played by adults going over adult content. You've been warned. Welcome to Yes Please, the D&D podcast companion to Check Please. This podcast series takes place between episodes of the main Check Please series and goes into more detail and depth about specific people and events. The timeline for this episode takes place in canon in between episodes 27 and 28 of the main series. The wind continues to swirl around you and you feel the warmth of the night air in the garden of your home along with the familiar sound of tree frogs. So we're back at home. Sol kind of looks around and just is smiling. <sighs> it's good to be back. Sol has a slightly worried expression just because of what they just found out from the dragon. Mm-hmm. With the whole, it's bigger than just this village. And now I only have so many more questions. <laughs> Which is what he told me. But it's better than knowing nothing. <sighs> so, what do you intend to do now? I, I have no solution. I thought I would figure out something from his information and all I can understand is that I have to take on my duty eventually if it's as big as he says it is. And so kind of slumps a little. Well, if if it's more than just this village, then why then why do you have to stay here? I mean, it stands to I reason that y- you might be able to leave or go about your life. I I want to ask mom mother about it perhaps there can be some reasoning maybe it's not as bad as it seems souls has like that concerned smile look it's certainly possible and soul just hugs him around the waist and just kind of has their head buried in his chest he leans down hugs you tightly and kisses you on the top of the head he then moves his head to the side so his cheek is on the top of your head he kind of like whispers toward one of your ears it'll be okay we'll get through this <sighs> all right How long have you been right? Let me think. I think maybe always? Maybe always. He lightly punches him. He he steps back and feigns another wound like he did with the crossbow bolt. Oh, you are fine. No, fading. Fading fast. Soul grabs him by his cloak. You're such a punk. He flings himself to the ground and reaches up with one pained arm toward you. Come (laughs) come closer. The light's fading. Soul just crouches down, but their arms are crossed and... They're just glaring at him. Uh-huh. Tell, tell Soul I love them. Ugh. And he dies in the cheesiest way possible. Well, Soul just looks really happy that he referred to them as them. If they crouch down, then their knees are the closest thing to their face, like, other than their crossed arms, so they can hide their face inside of that little nook area. And they're just smiling to themselves. Thank you, girl. <laughs> One of his eyes peek open. For what? You, you used my pronouns. He... He kind of leans up, like a sitting up position, with his arms propped behind him. What's what you said you wanted to be called? Yeah, it's just, it's nice. Marcus gets it wrong all the time. It's frustrating. I mean, that doesn't really surprise me. I have met Marcus before. I mean, just a little bit ago, but still. Yeah. (laughs) He leaves an impression. Yeah, he's not what he seems, that's for sure. Gross sort of chuckles, but does not understand or grasp the severity of what you just said. (laughs) 
The soul's debating on if they should tell him. Because they're like, I probably wouldn't want me around that. Karis is pretty freaked out by it. I'm going to just avoid that for now. <laughs> the soul just looks like they're thinking very intently. Yeah. What's on your mind? He says as he reaches a hand out and puts his index finger and thumb under your chin. Kind of kind of turns uh, your head toward his. Just worried about the party. We've been having some issues with friendliness. You're saying that the group of people who you admitted yourself were kind of psychotic, and the same group of people that essentially shot me on sight might be unstable? <laughs> Say it ain't so. Your sass is not needed, Grow. My sass is always needed. He taps you on the tip of your nose. Oh. He says, if I don't bring the sass, who will? And then me? You'll run, and then you'll run dangerously low on sass. And we can't have that. <laughs> Are you saying you're my replenishing supply of sass? I might be your sass supply. I see. Well, better you than anyone else. Hmm. He stands up, kind of brushes himself off, and feels very proud of himself. Reaches a hand down to help you up off the ground. Soul grabs it, yeah. Mm. Pulls you up into a hug. Aw, yay. Soul's into the hug. A little more cuddly. I feel like with each progression of them coming home with Grow, they become Mm -hmm. more affectionate and more easily okay with doing things. Mm -hmm. So Soul's making their head go back and forth on his chest in the hug. Yeah. Just a good old cuddle. A snuggle. So nice. Thank you. So I, well, I've been working on that side project for you. I haven't had a whole lot of time to work on it because, well, you were just here, like, yesterday. Yeah. Have I been visiting too much? Oh, no. He laughs. Not at all. Not at all. He, like, looks you deeply in the eyes. Not at all. One eye. Oh, you have the the patch down? Oh, I usually do. Okay. Well, no, no, no. You misunderstand. I'm just saying that I I haven't had a lot of time between your last visit to make much progress on it, but I think... I might be at the phase to test it, if you're willing. Of course! Their arms are around him currently, so they squeeze the fabric on him and kind of squeeze him themselves. I'd be delighted. Well, come right this way then. (laughs) He kind of gives you a deep, overly formal bow and then offers his arm to you. Soul kind of stares at it for a second and then shakes their head and then takes it. Gro thinks nothing of this and leads you on. All right. So you make your way across family grounds, and you eventually get to Gro's chambers. Uh, no one was on the way at all? No one was on the way at all. Okay. Hm. Soul starts giggling to themselves. Remember when I was hiding in your cloak? <laughs> I do. It's really nice for you to not feel quite so scared here. I mean, this is your home, after all. Well, I guess I had a lot of misconceptions about stuff. He kind of smiles at that. Well, maybe this will help. And he walks you over to the table where he's working on your item. You see that he's got a bunch of different powdered objects in vials. Okay. Around this metal stand with a glass sphere. Mm-hmm. They're very small, thin vials, but they have powdered silver, powdered gold, and what appears to be diamond dust. So, fairly expensive reagents. He's looking over it, and he's like, well... I think I think we're ready to begin at least a little test, if you're if you're willing. What do I need to do? Well, I just need you to kind of stand nearby and mm-hmm. just kind of clear your mind and don't resist the magic too much. Too much? Well, it's don't 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 struggle against the spell because that could break it. Oh, okay, you got it. 
Okay, hold still. Looks like a little nervous, but they're trying their best. He opens up the vials and starts applying them on and around the metal stand with the glass sphere on it. Mm-hmm. He pours those on it and around it and then starts drawing arcane symbols in it with a quill. And then he begins casting a spell and various gold and white light sort of swirls through all of the precious metals and diamond dust. Swirls around that and infuses itself into the glass sphere. He then turns mm-hmm. his attention to you and from his the workings of his hands he moves some of the energy from the ball toward your head. The energy beam sort of makes a connection with your eye socket, the blind one. I need you to close your eyes, okay? Okay, do you need me to move the... No, no, you're fine as you are. Okay. Soul closes their eyes. Alright, he continues casting the spell, and he finishes, and you feel sort of a rush of energy, and he says, okay, go ahead and open your eyes. Okay, Soul opens them. So, when you open your eyes, you see normally out of your left eye, and your right eye is still blind. However, you can also see the ceiling as if you were looking out of the glass sphere on the table. Oh, I see. You can see a hand reach toward it and gently Uh pick it up, even though you're still seeing out of it. Mm -hmm. And he kind of slowly turns it to face you. Literally, you're looking at yourself. Their face slowly went from confusion to uncomfortable. Is it working? I can see me. It is working. Wow. Okay. He sort of like gently sets it back down on the stand. He then puts like a little black cloth over it and you can no longer see anything out of it. So that's good news. Yeah? Yeah, no. All I need to do now is lace a few more enchantments in it and then we just need to insert it. You see like Sol look a little scared at the word insert it. Part of this means getting rid of the original eye. You know that, right? I know. It's okay. It just scares me. Well, I promise this will be more comfortable than the one you have now. Soul just kind of nods. I can't imagine having that kind of necromancy with you all the time. I mean, it's not really the idea of the necromancy. It's more like the cold. He nods. Yeah, that's that's pretty much (laughs) what I mean. Okay. Oh, what did you think about Karis? Oh, um, she seemed fine. She seemed very knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, she uh, she did the eye, so she's very smart. Hmm, should probably warn her next time I see her, but warn her. Necromancy's dangerous. I'm sure she's heard yeah, that. Yeah, but... she she she's been lectured plenty of times. I I think she's good. Well, it hasn't really taken effect, then, has it? It hasn't really stopped her. Well, she's searching for an answer. Hmm. Souls try to remember exactly how to explain it. I think she's trying to bring her sister back because her soul's kind of entwined in her and stuff somehow. I didn't even know that was a thing until, like, I met her. The soul's not in her. She looks somewhere when she's talking to the soul that's not her own, which is her sister's. And I think she's trying to find a way to bring her back so that she's normal and not an undead thing. Well, this is exactly why necromancy shouldn't be trifled with, because now she finds herself in this kind of a crazy situation, which is no doubt because of necromancy. Meddling with souls I mean, is dangerous. I mean, she's a good person. She seems to mean well, so I'm sure she's fine. But yeah. just don't, well, maybe weigh the options a little more carefully next time before she she offers you something. So Hulk looks down and scuffs their feet across the floor. Okay. I'm not... 
I'm sorry. I'm not mad at you. I just, I just worry. What if she had done something else that she thought was helpful to you? And then I'd live with the consequences, and you would save me like normal. They kind of have like a coy smile. He kind of gives you like a silly smile, steps forward, and kisses you directly on the mouth. Yay! Soul wraps their arms around his neck. Then. So the connection to the eye should work as long as it's within about five feet of you. Oh, okay. It's not finished. I'm going to add some more things to it, both to make it more comfortable and to make it more useful to you, I guess. So oh? I have some more enchantments to lay in it. And I All right. didn't know if you had a preference on color. I can, well... Like eye color? Not exactly. It won't really look like an eye. It, it'll look more like... Oh. Well, when it's fully charged, it'll emit light. A little bit, at least. Hmm. And I didn't know if you had a particular shade that you'd like it to be. Soul takes their hand and they brush it against Gro's cheek and they're looking at his eyes. Really? Maybe. What? Well, I wasn't expecting that as an answer. I... And Soul removes their hand and they turn to pout. If I'm understanding what you're suggesting, I'm pretty flattered. Look, your eyes are the color of the sun. It's nice. He just has a big old dumb smile on his face. You're nice. <laughs> Thanks. And Soul kind of like turns. And maybe I find meaning in silly things like gold and silver getting put into the eye. Well, I mean, those are part of the reagents to activate it. But, you know, yeah. Soul yeah. just raises their eyebrows. So I'm trying to be sweet here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I think gold would look really good on you. So I mean, yeah. if you think a different thing would be better, I don't know. No, no, I, th- I think it'll be perfect. He just seems very pleased with the, how this is going. <laughs> I just feel like an entire teal eye would just look really weird. Anyways, your eye color suits something like this more. Hmm. But you know, I could choose something else. I could go with dad's eye color. Oh, you know. Get a, get, a, get a good magenta in there. Mmm. Soul just has a little more devilish of a I'm teasing you hmm. now smile. I'm sure you would. I mean, I already have his hair color. It's a good hair color. I mean, it's no <laughs> silver, but it's alright. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Out of the two metals, what metal is best between silver and gold? Hmm. Well, that depends on application. Oh, is that so? He nods. Well, please educate me. He puts a finger to his chin, sort of tilts his head up, and sort of thinks for a moment. Hmm. Hmm. Silver. Better than gold. Oh, no. Hmm. Where have I heard this before? Oh, no. Soul turns and starts to walk away. (laughs) He laughs and kind of chases you down. Soul got to the door. (laughs) I can't help. I'm not having this... (laughs) I can't help it if you activate the ring and then say something embarrassing and I happen to hear Ugh, Shut up! I mean, I did turn it off after a few seconds and when I realized that you were not intending to speak with me. I didn't... Thanks for showing up. Well, you seemed like you were in need of a little bit of a hand, I guess. Oh, Soul looks really embarrassed. I think that's the most I've ever drank. Well... I've never had a drinking contest before. I don't even know what made me think I should do that. I mean, those are halflings. They're a bit renowned for that sort of thing. What made you think you could beat them? Well, Levette's a gnome. Oh, sorry, a half-elf. You you lost to a gnome? 
I didn't lose to her. We never finished. Well, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I probably could have had one more drink, but I wasn't feeling good, obviously. But it was nice. Well, I, for one, am glad that I found you in time. <laughs> yeah, me too. It turns out you have a good tendency of doing that. Everyone has really to have grateful. talents, I suppose. Wow. A soul finder is probably the best talent in my book. I get lost. I suppose that might be my talent. Are you pleased with yourself? I think so. I don't have quite as many talents as you, though. Soul scrunches up their face in confusion. What the heck do you mean? Well, between your skill at music, your impressive abilities of persuasion. I don't know. People just listen to me. And they kind of tilt their head. I think you have quite a few talents. Some more obvious than others. Oh? And what are the hidden talents? Well, I have a feeling that I may be the only one that knows them. And Sol, like, looks at the ground. He takes a step closer to you, puts a hand to your hip. What's wrong? I, ever since I talked to the dragon, I just... nervous to be away from home now. I feel like I should still look for some answers, but at the same time, it's really that dangerous for me to be away. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just feel like I should just do the ceremony and just start. I don't know. I don't know. You know, whatever you decide, I'm I'm here with you. I know. I just... <sighs> I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I was so sure I would get my answer. That I'd be able to crack a code. And now I'm more lost than ever. I believe in you. And thank you. I don't know. Girl, if you were in my position, what would you do? Well, if an ancient dragon knew a little bit about it, but didn't know the full answer. And the only person you know that knows is your own mom. I mean, that may be your only bet. If she refuses to tell you until, well, until after the wedding, then that that may be what has to happen. Maybe that's the way the ceremony works. Maybe that's the way the magic works. I mean, magic can be weird like that sometimes. They have very specific requirements, prerequisites. The soul's nodding along to him. I guess we should just go and get married then, huh? <laughs> well, I suppose, but the spring solstice isn't for a little while yet. Hmm. Soul looks like they're obviously thinking. Maybe. It's, it's about four months away. Yeah. What are you considering? I just... If we think it's a, at all a possibility that I wouldn't be stuck to the village at the same time, I don't see an issue with getting married in the winter then. His eyes light up a little bit. Are, are you serious? I want to talk to mom about it, mother about it first, but... That's, that's only about a month away. What? Does it need to be fancy? Well, I mean, it's just that... Wow, that's... I mean, Soul I... raises their eyebrows, but they look like they're kind of smiling to see, like, Oh, what have you been planning? Well, I'm just... I'm just happy that you would want to step it up, I guess. Are you getting cold feet already, girl? He gives you, like, a sly smile. Oh, no. Not ever. <laughs> He leans in for another kiss. Soul kisses back. He wraps his arms around from your waist. That's where the hug like starts, and he lifts you up off the ground slightly as he still kisses you. Mm-hmm. And Soul, you know, has their arms over his shoulders. Mm-hmm. He breaks the kiss while still holding you a few inches off the ground. I feel so tall. <laughs> he just gives you a smile. Well, I'll just be the luckiest husband in the world then. Mm-hmm. And if you want to wait till spring, that's fine, too. I don't want to rush things for you. Oh, don't mind me. I'll do whatever you'd like. If you want to step things up to the winter, that would be completely fine with me. Ah, 
I just don't know. Like I said, I have to talk to Mother first. He nods and sets you down. Either way, it'll happen. Oh, I have no doubt of that. Soul kind of looks a little confused for a second. Okay. <laughs> because we're going to get to the bottom of this thing together. Yeah, you're right. And Soul holds out a pinky. Promise? He nods and takes it. You're the best. He smiles, leans down, and kisses you on the tip of your nose. <laughs> Soul takes the hand that he had the pinky promise with and brings it forward to their face and gives the hand a butterfly kiss. If someone doesn't know what a butterfly kiss is, it's when you flutter your eyelashes against someone's skin. I don't know why. I think it's cute. With your one eye. With my one eye, yeah. A one-eyed butterfly kiss. I mean, do you normally use both your eyes for butterfly kisses? I don't know. I don't think I've ever given a butterfly kiss. <laughs> I feel like it's normally just one eye. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Soul does that. And then just kind of looks up at him happily. So... We haven't really talked about wedding plans. No, I suppose we haven't gotten too much into the details, have we? No, I've been preoccupied, to say the least. Well, I imagine that you would invite your friends, mm-hmm. and that the ceremony would be held in the garden. Unlikely. What are you going to wear? Cloak? They have a silly smile. Only the finest cloak. Are you getting a custom one made? I mean... What better occasion for one, right? Hmm. This look looking at his cloak. And a nice, fine magenta to match the family colors. Can't wait. Big doofy smile. Hmm. But what about my eye? I'll have the new one complete by then. Yeah, but I don't know if it'll be to show that off. No, it, it'll be radiant. If you say so. I mean, it'll quite literally be radiant. Yeah, I figure. <laughs> Trust me, you'll be the talk of the entire city. Maybe we shouldn't show it. No, no, no. I'll just wear my eye patch. Yeah, I'll just do that. If you're sure, I mean... If you, I don't if you, want them to talk about my eye. I think that they would talk if you had an eye patch as well, sorry to say. Ugh. Doesn't really seem like this is something you could get around. I don't know, put my hair in front of it? Well, I suppose you could try that. It just seems like something happened to about half your hair. He runs a hand through the shorter side of your hair. Hmm. I don't know what to do about that. Well, I mean, there's cosmetic magics that can be applied if you want it to look more even. Hmm. Minor images, various illusion spells. I mean, all sorts of things can be employed I mean, if you wanted to make it I'm look still more growing it out. traditional. It's... Soul's kind of starting to sweep it a little. The floof that does exist sweeps it underneath their longer portion. Mm-hmm. And they kind of start just twisting it. Not braiding it, just twisting it. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look that noticeable if it's, like, kind of bound a little. And they look up at him, something like this? I don't know. Well, I think whatever you choose, it'll be absolutely lovely. Well, what kind of hair do you prefer? I already told you this. No, I mean styled for the wedding. Not just in general. Hmm. Well, I think that the wedding is probably the most formal situation will be in for quite some time so probably as overly complicated as you can make it as many braids as much decoration Ugh. as you can manage like i said i'll Soul be wearing is such a simple person and it's just like Ugh. like i said i'll be wearing my fanciest cape yes i feel like all my clothes are fancy but it has to be fancier it is a wedding after all Ugh. you have to make simple. all the other maidens jealous i don't want to make anyone jealous I don't know. I just want to get married. 
soul, so matter of fact. <laughs> like tilt their head and like, I never would have imagined myself saying something like that. Well, times change for the better, I might add. Hmm. Lately, life has been a whirlwind. Although I'm really glad that my friends were really okay with us being together. I'm surprised, actually, with how easy that was to accept. Well, I'm, I'm sure they were just following your lead. And if, since you said it was okay, they followed suit. Are very I know, but they usually tell me what to do with, like, relationships and stuff. Oh, really? Weird. They're warning you yeah. off of, of little old me, saying that I was nothing but trouble? I mean, they, they thought you were trying to kidnap me for a while, so... Mm. All I recall is that I said I wanted to talk to you. And yeah. Things didn't <laughs> go so well after that. No. <laughs> but I contacted you right after. Oh, flinches a little at how mean they were the first time, though. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm glad I still ended up talking to you in the end. Even if I was really terrible before. Thank you for forgiving me. <laughs> me? I have you to be thankful for. He runs his hand through your longer hair. Hmm. You know... Yes? It wouldn't be bad to take another bath if you were interested. He gives you a grin. I think that can be arranged. Shall I call the servants to prepare it for us? <clears throat> prepare it, yes. But the rest is just you and me, okay? He nods. He goes to the door and steps outside for a few minutes. Hmm. So he, it's just me. Do you want to do in, in his room by yourself? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Okay. I am curious about what his studies are. How many books are out? Uh, there's quite a few books out currently. A lot okay. of them currently are dealing with the School of Magic known as Enchantment, specifically mm -hmm. with the creation of magical items. Uh, it appears he was referencing and cross referencing various objects to see if he could impart the effect of certain objects onto other objects. So he's trying to create okay. some sort of amalgam device that you believe is the eye. Okay. I'm looking to see information on, I guess, the rings. He somehow got them before me, if he was able to put a spell on it the first time. I'm just kind of curious what he's done in the past with enchanting mm. stuff like that, if he's done more. Does yeah. he have any notebooks? Not that you can see sitting out, but he definitely, mm -hmm. based on what you've seen him do, he has a lot of experience with enchanting. Okay. That seems to kind of be his specialty. Hmm. But no notebooks, huh? Like I said, none that you can see out. Mm. If he has a journal, okay. he keeps it hidden a little bit more than that. Give me a perception check to search the room. A perception? Yeah. Please, baby, give me a good perception. It's a 26? 26. Okay. You see that he has rearranged the room since the last time you were here. Again? Yeah, because the dividers and the mirrors oh, have yeah. been removed. You do see the belt is still like, hanging up in the, in the <laughs> wall somewhere. So that's still there. But you see some various scrolls and spell books, reference guides to various enchanting things, ingredient lists, and then you see like shelves of reagents and of various qualities. Okay. And that's just his magic stuff. He's also got a table, chairs, and there's a dresser. There's a chest of drawers. Uh, there's his mm -hmm. bed. I mean, it's it's a pretty lavish room. Yeah. Where would someone hide a notebook? Hmm. I guess I'll look in the closet and see if there's any hidden thingies in there to hide stuff in. All right. You look around in there, and 
aside from his clothes, you don't really see anything too much out of the ordinary. Okay. Where would I hide a notebook? I mean, my first instinct is to look in a dresser, to be honest, because that's where I'd hide something. No. I feel like that's too easy. You said there was, like, chest of some kind? Uh, yeah, the chest of drawers, like, a, essentially a dresser sort of thing. Okay. Eh, might as well. Okay. You see Take most, a peek, not too much. It's mostly folded up shirts and other various undergarments. On a desk? Yeah, his desk has enchanting tomes and reference materials as well as, like, historical records and things. It's all pretty dry Historical stuff. records? Yeah, but specifically relating to enchantment stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's it's pretty dry stuff. Most of the stuff he has in his room. If he's got a journal, it doesn't appear yeah. to be kept in here. Oh. I feel like he'd put a journal somewhere really secure. It's very possible. Hmm. Under the bed? You look under the bed and you don't see anything under there. You do hear the door open. Oh, I continue to crawl under the bed then. <laughs> okay. Make a stealth check, please. As a 28. A 28. All right. You quickly scramble under the bed and just stand in there quietly as you can. <laughs> he walks in. The bath will be ready in a few minutes. And he looks around. Hello? Did you... You turned invisible again, didn't you? Fine. I'll just wait. I'll be around here. Then he says, somewhere, and grabs at the air. There's nothing there. <laughs> but Sol does cast invisibility then. Perfect. That, <laughs> Great excuse. That, that makes sound and light. And oh, him, does it? It would tip him off to where you were located, yeah. Okay. Sol does that rolls out from the bed then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Very well. Very well. He holds his arms out walks around ready to grab at whatever's around him. So I'm going to need another stealth check from you, and he's going to make a perception check opposing it. Plus 20 for being stealthed, so that's a 39. So 39. Yeah, he doesn't see you for shit. <laughs> so Soul's crawling on the ground <laughs> to get around him. Yeah. And is the door still open? No, he closed it. Damn it. Okay. Soul is going to wait until he stops moving... And kind of crawl up next to him, and they're just going to, like, run their hands up. He gently reaches back and traces your arm back to your body, grasps you lightly on the shoulders. Hey. Hello. Surprise. <laughs> mm. He leans in for another kiss. Hmm. So I'll happily kiss his back. You're, uh, getting more enthusiastic about that. I, mm, I just have gotten more used to it. Oh, well, good. It was embarrassing at first. So, the um, bath should be ready soon. I'm ready if you are. He walks over and starts stripping down and getting a robe on. I don't know why, but Sol just instinctively wasn't mentally prepared for him to start stripping, so they instinctively just put their hands over their eyes. That's not really... That's I don't know if that's necessary, but very well. <laughs> I'm sorry! I don't know why I did this! <laughs> it's too late, I'm already here! <laughs> and at this point, Soul's just covering up their blushing. He walks back over and he's carrying like a terry cloth robe. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's no problem at all. <laughs> Soul's just kind of holding it awkwardly. Oh, my apologies. He kind of like clicks his boot heels and, and like s- swivels around and faces the other way. Like, ah, <laughs> my apologies. Let me give you some I, more I, privacy. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> and Soul just tries to as hurriedly as possible undress. And now they're just frazzled, so they're 
having trouble with the buckle and stuff on one of their portions of their shirt. Mm. God damn it. Un- unbuckle, please. <laughs> Need some help back there? Yes. Oh. I, he turns back around and looks at you. I honestly thought you would say no. And he rushes over to assist. I, I just... I don't know why I'm so frazzled right now. He uh, assists you with the unbuckling and, and working of your clothes and also sort of gently places a kiss here and there on your body as he does so. Thank you. Mm, my pleasure. And Sol reaches down to grab the terry cloth robe, which they kind of just threw on the ground to like start their clothes to get off, and it just did not work. They put the robe on. There we go. There we are, looking presentable. If you he, say so. He uh, holds his arm out. Sol looks confused, but takes it anyways. He starts leading you to the door. Should I take my eye patch off? Oh, if you'd like to. Sol instinctively touches the feather. Where's a good place to put it? He walks over to the bed and gestures to one of the pillows. It'll be safe mm. right here. Thank you. And Sol gently, really lovingly places it down and gives the feather a nice one stroke down it. And there's this odd sense of cherishing it far more than they used to. It's always been an important thing to them. Yeah. But the dragon recognized it, and now suddenly it's even better. So it's like, <laughs> oh, this is an actual important symbol. Yeah. It's not just the thing that represents me. It's it's the thing. <laughs> so it's more precious now, oddly enough. All right, I'm ready. And Sol takes Crow's arm again. Does the eye look bad? I know she just refreshed it. I mean, it looks pretty normal, I think. Okay, good. Whenever Sol talks about the eye, though, it gives them an even bigger reminder that the cold is there, though. Why did I think about it? Now I'm aware of it. <laughs> so <sighs> you make your way to the central part of the estate, the mm-hmm. bathrooms, and you find the, the large heated pool, much the same as the last time you were here. There's a gentle waterfall pouring into it, and the water is like a nice opaque white color from all the herbs and things that have been added into it to make it mm-hmm. scented and lovely on the skin. Girl. Yes, my dear? If the servants had to prepare the bath today, who prepared it last time? I'm not certain. I suppose it might have just been going from earlier that day, maybe? Oh, okay. It just seems weird. I don't know. It wasn't freshly prepared last time. It was just sort of like running. This time you can see where they've even gone to the point of spreading flower petals on the ground around the, the bath itself. Aww. <laughs> oh, so cheesy. <laughs> Aww. Did the servants do that or did Gro do that? He doesn't make any mention of it. <laughs> and Sol just looks down and then looks at him and raises their eyebrows. Is there a problem? No, I just found the rose petals interesting. Hmm. That is interesting. He uh, slips the robe off and lays it on a small table nearby. Hmm. You know, slips himself into the water. Sol follows suit, puts it down, and just kind of smiles to himself and is like, I thankfully won't have soggy wet clothing tomorrow. You can kind of hear a nice little sigh escape Gro's mouth as he lowers himself down to the neck in the warm water. Hmm. Interesting. Sol's not going to be good at this, but they're going to try. <laughs> so, Sol's looking at all the, like, soaps and stuff and lotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have no idea what half of this stuff is, right? Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> looking at it, like, I can do this. If a girl can do this, I can do this. 
<laughs> and so they just grab a bunch like he did, like walk over and they go on the outside of the bath. They kind of put it in a row. They stare at it and they're looking for one that involves skin. Can I do a roll to see if they are successful? <laughs> would it be perception or something else? It would be a wisdom check, like a profession. Yeah. It would be a profession check, basically, to know what was what here. <laughs> so it was, a 10. it was a ten. You get the feeling that you may have figured out the general rhyme or reason to how it's organized. Mm-hmm. So you think you got something that's probably for skin. Someone's gonna lather it on their hands and look at it, and they're like, it's not burning, so this should be fine. (laughs) They attempt to give Gro a massage. He had his eyes closed, so he was startled slightly when you started touching him. But when he realizes what you're doing, he's pleasantly surprised at the whole situation, and Mm -hmm. does not impede your progress whatsoever. He kind of moves up until he's in an easier-to-reach location for you and kind of lets you go about it. And they're going to try their gosh darn hardest. So they probably never passed Gro's massages. Wouldn't let anyone else touch their back because Mm -hmm. of how sensitive it is. Yeah. So they haven't really experienced many massages past his. So they're only guessing on how to do this at this Mm. point. They're just like, I don't know, he's done this. And you kind of scrunch your fingers and you move them up and in a circle. (laughs) After a while, they kind of notice whatever they're rubbing on Gro, it it starts to look a little sudsy. And then they get more entranced by the suds, so then they start just kind of (laughs) playing with it on his skin. They're just kind of being silly and having fun at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Gro enjoys every second of it. And then Sulk puts their arms forward and, like, wrap it around from the front of him, around his neck area. Mm -hmm. Am I doing anything right with this? I don't know what I'm doing. He reaches his arms up and clasps your shoulders again from even though you're kind of above him and behind him and he turns his head and kind of kisses you lightly and says, I think you're doing a wonderful job. Soul looks so accomplished. Is there anything I can do for you? Soul has like a blank stare for a second. No, I'm good. I just wanted to make you happy, I guess. I, I'm sorry. I've never done any of this before. So... That being said, I think you did an excellent job. Gosh, that praise soul has just gotten cloud nine currently. <laughs> they look so pleased with themselves. Mm. Well, thank you. Now, will you get in here? Eh, fine. And soul just goes on their belly and rolls in like they did last time. Kurt just laughs. Oh, you are something else. But I'm me. Very true. And I wouldn't trade you for the world. Good. Because, you know, I might be unintentionally helping the world with the whole protector thing. Who knows? Oh, God. Do you really think it could be the whole world? I don't know. Bigger than the village. It could just be a continent. He shrugs, huh? I guess we'll have to find out after the wedding, huh? Aww. Why does it have to be so complicated that it has to be after a wedding in so long and complicated? So complicated. I just thought I'd have a souls slowly just sinking into the water <laughs> i just thought i'd have a solution by now and it just seems like more questions are <laughs> Gro reaches his hands down and kind of like lifts you up out of the water uh sorry are you okay you seem to have forgot to yeah. swim there for a moment i was never a good swimmer i just kind of float and soul kind of looks embarrassed by that 
Honestly, the idea of water seems really thrilling to me. Sitting in here. Easy. You don't have to do much. You just exist in it. Anything bigger, I think I'd be scared. Be careful if you ever decide to go somewhere in a larger body of water, I guess. Alright? Mm. So I might be going near bigger water soon. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Well, Have you ever been to the Steam Isle? Not really. I've barely been out of the village. Well, then... And most of the world I've seen was meeting with you. And, well, trying to track you down. I'm sorry that was so complicated. <laughs> I'm Honestly, I'm not. Oh? Yeah, I, I think it... Well, I think sometimes the anticipation of something can make it sweeter. Hmm. And Sol just thinks back to, like, the panic they were in back then. <laughs> they just kind of laugh to themselves. Hmm. And then Sol leans forward and just kind of looks at Gro. Just in the eyes, and they're just going back and forth and just looking at them. Something I can help you with? Just thinking you have really nice eyes, is all. I think yours is incredible as well. Soul smiles. Well, of course they are. It's a lineage. He kind of leans in and plants a deep kiss on your mouth. They raise their eyebrows. Do you have a new one? He holds up one of his hands, and you see a small yellow ring. It's made out of, like, topaz on one of his hands. I am safe. Well, I don't have my eye patch on. What does that see? It sparkles with the same color as the previous spell that he would use for contraception. You have a feeling that he's created some sort of minor magic item. You sure do have a lot of fun with rings, don't you? He gives you a smile. You haven't seen a half of it. Is that so? Mm-hmm. You'll have to show me more later. And fade to black. Baths are the best. <laughs> Well, yes. Out of all the things we've done so far, which one's your favorite? All of it, I guess. <laughs> he laughs okay. and smiles. I have trouble picking favorites. I think. I'm just, oh yeah. I'm just happy to spend the time with you. Hmm. And so snuggles their head into like the nook of his neck. Too nice to me. How am I supposed to leave in the morning when you're so nice? Maybe someday you won't want to. No, will be nice. He stops massaging and just ends up hugging you tightly. I love you, girl. I love you, Sol. Hmm. And Sol leans back a little and looks at him. Hmm. And Sol's just playing with his hair. You're the moon. And you're the sun. We're a good pair. The best. And Sol goes back and hugs them again. Just enjoying themselves. They're just happy. And I think leaving them here in the bath together, happily enjoying their, their company with each other, is probably a decent place to... To put okay. them down for the evening. Sounds good to me. Okay. Hi there, viewers. You're probably wondering why I'm talking to you like this. Well, the thing is, we unfortunately have lost the audio for the second half of the recording due to technical malfunctions. Now, normally, this wouldn't be too big of an issue if nothing happened in the episode, except instead, there was very important plot information in that part of the recording. So now, here I am ready to summarize what happened in it for you. Have fun with this bastardized version of Yes Please. So, we start this recording in the same place you just heard. Yes, in the bathtub. So, Gro and Soul decide to leave it eventually after soaking forever because they're a bunch of horny teenagers who can't get enough of each other. Whilst drying off, Gro mumbles about how he wishes they could get married right now, just like Soul had mentioned earlier. Yeah, that would be nice, but like, you said it would be impossible to do it with all the planning right now. 
Grow ponders on this as they are clothed again with robes and heading back to his room. Doop, doop, doop. When these two cuties get back, Grow decides, yes, we should make bad decisions and get married right now. We should get married? We should get married. But isn't that impossible? Well, you see, love of my life, we could have, dun dun dun, a secret wedding. A secret wedding? A secret wedding. Okay, so how do we do that? We could be married under a god you worship. Do you worship gods? Kinda? Yeah, I, I, I figured you're... You've never really been the religious type, really. Yeah, I kind of just fell into symphonia when I started focusing on music. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That checks out. So let's do this. How do we set this up? Hmm. I'm not sure. I'll have to contact some people real quick. Should we get married in Hartenshin? Jesus, why would you even recommend the place where my girlfriend is, who I definitely haven't asked you if that's okay for me to keep dating her, which means I inadvertently am cheating on both her and you with. No, that's a terrible idea. It's not great. Uh, let's do the holy city instead. That's far more easy to do religious stuff in. Sounds like a plan. I'll start planning right away. What do you want to do in the meantime? I'm gonna talk to my mom. So Sol heads over to the other side of the estate in order to talk to their mom. Doot, doot, doot. Sol finds a side room with a fireplace in it. Sol's mom spends a lot of time here, apparently. She's kind of a sad person. Anyways, Sol approaches their mom. Hey, mom. Oh, hello there, Sol. I didn't realize you were home. How are you? Oh, mom, I'm okay. I've just had a very rough day. Oh, is that so? Yeah, I kind of talked to a dragon. A dragon? A dragon? Go on. So the dragon told me the protectorship isn't just the village. Sol's mom is silent. Hmm, suspicious. So, I wanted to ask you about it. I'll tell you at the ceremony. You don't need to be worrying about this. Well, I've gotten into a lot of trouble by being out and about, and I feel as though if you just tell me that I can understand and help in better ways. Please, now is not the time. <clears throat> okay, well, is now a good time to tell you that I lost one of my eyes? I'm sorry, you what, mate? Well, I keep coming across these symbols. Symbols. Yeah, symbols. I kind of read them once, and then I lost vision in my eye, and, uh, yeah, it died from that. Definitely not anything else. Sol's mother sighs and takes out a piece of paper and starts writing the evil symbols onto the paper? Holy shit! Holding the paper up to Sol, Solicity asks, Are these the symbols you saw? Sol nods. Solicity sighs again and throws the paper into the fire. That is the language of the enemy. The enemy? The enemy. Okay, so who or what is the enemy? Well, the enemy is the real reason the protectorship even exists. Yes? You see, the protectorship isn't just the village. Yes, the, the dragon told me. Go on. Anyways, the protectorship is actually for the whole world. What? Yeah, I know. Wow, I now have a huge respect for the protectorship, and I'll actually take it seriously. That's good to know. We'll be safe as long as you don't go around telling people about this. Uh, uh-huh, yeah. Sol nods nervously. And darling, yes, Mom? Just make sure if you ever see these symbols, you go and get a hero to deal with them next time, okay? Haha, <laughs> yeah, you got it, Mom. Wank. <laughs> but seriously, don't tell anyone about the protectorship, okay? Okay, so does Dad know? Kind of. Got it. After hugging their mom, Sol thus leaves to go back to Gro's room. Doot, doot, doot. But what's this? The DM asks me to make a perception roll. Doot, doot, doot. And it's a nat 20? Hell yeah. 
Due to the magical effect of Nat 20s, Sol notices Gro is in the garden on the way back. And what's this? A shadowy figure he's talking to? Well, that's suspicious. So Sol does a sneaky sneak, going invisible, getting that sweet, sweet bonus, to try to figure out who this mysterious shadow is and goes outside into the garden. But as Sol approaches, closer and closer, suddenly, the shadow turns and disappears? It noticed Sol somehow, even whilst being invisible. What the hell? Gro seems to be surprised that the shadow is gone, but shrugs and heads back into the house. Sol waits, watching quietly from a distance until enough time passes that Gro would obviously be back in his room. Sol's concerned about this shadowy figure, as in no cases have they ever known about shadowy figures ever being a good thing. Yikes. Sol thus goes back, worried about what they just saw. Gro greets them at his door when they knock. Hey there! Hey. So, Mom told me about the protectorship. Really? Yeah, really. So what is it? Uh, even though I tell you I trust you, you just did something super suspicious that makes me concerned to tell you what it is. I'm immensely hurt by this lack of trust. Yeah, I figured you would be, so I'm going to change the subject and blindside you by asking you about the shadow I just saw you talking to. The shadow? Yeah, the shadow. Well, that has to do with a surprise. You really have blindsided me. I am now very embarrassed. Hmm, I'm now very suspicious. Uh, anyways, that's supposed to be a surprise. Oh, is it? It is, and I've set up a wedding in the holy city. Wait, really? When? Uh, tomorrow. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it's it's tomorrow. Oh, okay, well, gosh, uh, I need to tell my team I'll be away for a day. I also planned a honeymoon. Ah, uh, it's the day after, but it's thankfully in the steam aisle, so you'll be there when your friends arrive. Huh. Wow, that's super convenient. Yeah, I know, right? Anyways, are you ready to go tell your party that you'll be gone for a little bit and then head to the Holy City? Uh, yeah, except I need to grab some stuff from my room first. Okay, I'll be here. Sol thus walks away to their room, doot doot doot, and grabs some winter clothes from their room. They rush back, doot doot doot, and see Gro messing with that eye again. Whilst he's distracted, Sol secretly grabs the sex-changing belt, because bad ideas are abound everywhere today! Sol taps Gro in the shoulder and tells him they're ready to go. And like that, Sol leaps up and hugs Gro around the neck whilst he teleports the two of them back to the Merry Valley to tell a party they'll be gone for a bit. Only issue, almost everyone is fucking asleep. Well, everyone except for Karis. Karis notices the two appear and comes to talk to Sol. Oh, you're back early. Well, actually, we're not here for long. Oh, I see. Yeah, we're gonna secretly get married. Secretly married? Yes, secretly married in the Holy City. Okay, cool. That's Toad's cash money. Just wanted to let you know if Marcus eats someone, I'm gonna yeet his ass so hard he won't exist anymore. Okay, well, I'd prefer if you didn't. Please just watch your back around him. Okay, fine. Anyways, I'll see you when you get to the steam aisle, okay? Okay. Sol waves goodbye to Karis as they join Grow and teleport once again, but this time to the Holy City. And that was Kenny's shitty recap, yo. I hope you feel as terrible as I do right now. listening. As always, special thanks to Protagonist for the theme music, and Emily Roll for Fantasy for this episode's soundtrack. Interested in following us on social media? Follow us on Twitter at CheckPleaseDnd. Or, want to support the podcast and be part of the Czech Republic? Go to our Patreon under Kanishra. Until next time! <laughs>